And this is Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. If you see these dogs in your front yard, upstairs I'm going hard. What do you want to say to Joe Byer right now? What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Hey, yo! What is that? <laughs> it's this TikTok sound that lives relentlessly in my head. Bing bong! What do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Hey, yo! I'm officially disconnected. Because <laughs> I've, like... You know, I've been able to skate by because TikToks make it onto other platforms. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what you were just talking about. <laughs> I love that, like... Like, Twitter people, TikTok people, we speak a language. Like... I, I saw uh, Estefan at a gig yesterday, and I was like, what do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? He was like, what's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. <laughs> and then it's like, if you miss, they were saying, like, there are some things on Twitter, especially, I'm sure, on TikTok, too, where if you miss it, mm-hmm. you're just going to be confused for a couple of days because everybody's talking about it. Because I have seen the whole the Joe Byron thing. And then I, I've heard people, like, they... They'll put like bing bong on something. I'm like, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, it's very, very specific. Yeah. And I think at first, it's a class Estefan about the origins. He's like, I didn't know you knew about that. And I was like, because it's a TikTok. Estefan's not on TikTok. But apparently, bing bong is like the sound that the trains make when before their doors close or when they close in, in New York. So it started out with New Yorkers doing that. And that sound is from like a YouTube series called like Sidewalk Talk. So that's how he knows about it because. But like, yeah, TikTok is a little easier because the sound trends. So like once, every once in a while the Gen Z's will do something that you like, what is this? Like they, they took an emoji, I think a toilet emoji, and they started using it in place of another one. And, and I was like, what is going on? And no one, only they knew. But that's rare because the sounds on TikTok, you know, go viral or whatever. So people, everybody's doing it, everybody's remaking it. Twitter is like... A club like you got to be in the club sometimes or you just won't you'll be lost way less inclusive yeah so i'm just trying to think there's some, there's some things that are just like very obscure where i'm like if you showed this to anybody that had been on twitter in the last couple of days they would not know what you're talking about like i'm trying to think what's going on, on twitter well the urge to like that that that's a those Twitter guys thing. in the train where one's facing the wall and the other yeah. facing the, the thing. I made one of those. It got like 4,300. Did it? Like, yeah, like 500 retweets. I'm like, okay. That's hilarious. And people... You said what? I said it was about Beethoven too. What was it? How did I not the feel like The sad guy looking at the wall was saying... It was said, knows all Beethoven opus numbers, and the happy guy was thinks Beethoven's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Happiness. <laughs> Period. Um, but yeah. You, you know, let's do this because my Instacart is 70 degrees in Memphis today, so my um, vegan eggnog is cooking in the sun. Oh, I thought you put it up. Uh-uh, he just—he was confused. Like he, Instacart—it's hit or miss. I have Instacart Premium. Estefan judged me for that, but listen, 
too. Okay, hold on. Hold on. What talking about Katie. I don't have a car and I go grocery shopping. Listen, listen. But you do a lot with grocery shopping. You be going to fifty million stores. Also, like I make content. Like, okay. Also, I use it as a convenience, right? How? So, okay. So we're doing this, right? I needed some almond butter for my for my smoothie at noon. You know, I break my little fast at noon, so I needed some almond butter for my smoothie. I was like, okay, boom, and I had a meeting with Amari earlier, so that's two things back to back, and I had to do my jury. <laughs> so three things back to back. My smoothie. I'm having my smoothie when we're done with this. What if my almond butter is here already? See, but almond butter is like something that you could. I'm not saying you have to go grocery shopping today. I'm just but saying. I just feel like that's what the average person. I remember talking about getting groceries delivered with you. This is a couple of years ago, uh, and I remember talking about it because you was like, "Why would I do that?" And like all this. <laughs> I changed my mind for sure because I use Instacart. I wear it to the ground. I find like you know what? This I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get Instacart Premium. Also, I, this is before I thought I was driving home. No, no, no. That was a part of it. But the main reason was I use Instacart so much. Let me get Instacart Premium free delivery. If I don't use it, I can just cancel it because and it pays for itself because regular Instacart delivery is seven ninety nine. Instacart premium is nine ninety nine. Pay for itself already. What is it? In November I use it like five times. Also, if I want to make a recipe for Katie Makes a Vegan and I don't have something, I can teach my lessons, I can practice whatever and save the time of dealing with going out into the Memphis streets, baby, because I've heard that yeah at a certain point it's better to like some people just rather pay for convenience and i was reading oh yeah i saw that on twitter somebody was like i outsource anything that's gonna take me longer to do than it will cost me mm -hmm. um i'm just not there yet i will say like i need to do it i think 2021 is 2022 is going to be me reevaluating the things i pay for because i think i pay for too many things first of all the only child in me is ridiculous. I don't like sharing. And that that has led to some problems. Because I am the only person on the face of planet Earth that pays for Netflix and doesn't share it. No one's paying for Netflix. I pay the $14.99 for my Netflix. My mother has offered to give me her Netflix thing. You could complete a whole different profile. I didn't know that. So I told her no. Because I was like, I don't want, I'm watching my little movie. I want it to come back. I want it to be right there. Yeah. You know, so I didn't know that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to switch over to that because my mom was like, just come on, mind. I was like, no, because then you're going to be moving my stuff around. And you're going to be, now I got to go back and find out. And, you know, someone shared their HB, HBO thing with me. And I was like, this is real easy. Like, you just gave me the password. I logged in. And it's great. So I'm going to reevaluate that. Also, why am I paying for Paramount Plus? It's a lot of things. So... <laughs> Because I just wanted to, okay, so every once in a while, not often, but every once in a while, I want like background noise when I fall asleep or I want to fall asleep to something, I'll get up and turn it off. So um, that was SpongeBob for a while. And I wanted to watch SpongeBob. It's nostalgic. Now it's the Boondocks. So, mm -hmm. um, which is something actually. Yeah, chaotic to fall asleep to. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That show is K. I haven't gotten to the R. Kelly episode. I mean, the, um, no, the Tyler Perry episode. Tyler Perry episode? She. But what's that? The little boy? What's the little, little boy's name? Riley. Riley. Um, like, what's. Go yeah. yeah. I'm having a good time. It's chaotic as heck. Yeah. But, you know. 
yeah, I stopped playing for Hulu. So I just replaced Hulu with Instacart. That's how much Hulu costs. Hulu is they kept their prices kept going up. Hulu when Hulu first started out, it was it was like five ninety nine. That's how they get you. Netflix raised it that their last raising it is what made me be like, okay, when I see my mom when I go back home, I'm gonna get her stuff so we can just share it because it's like fifteen dollars and I don't be on that. That's a crazy thing. I don't be on oh, Netflix. I have unlimited screens. So seventeen ninety nine. I'm like, oh, Father shit. God. Remember Netflix was like five ninety nine? It's crazy. And I mean like they offer a lot of good stuff. I'm just like not really like a streaming type of girl. Like I live in I live in like the YouTube space. I, I like and this is YouTube my favorite time of premium? year. You said what? No. YouTube premium? You know what? You know who stopped me from that? That's fine. That's fine. I was like, you do not need that. I'm like, just watch, yeah. just watch the ad. And I'm like, that's fine. It's freaking like ten dollars a month. He's like, no. It's really. Not. It's like forty or fifty dollars a month after the first year or something crazy. Yeah. Cause I think it has TV as well. Um, but I'm a YouTube girl. Like, this is my favorite time of year because everybody doing vlogmas. We're gonna see who sticks it out. But everybody's. <laughs> Arnell, I love Arnell, but Arnell, we if, if we get past day eight, I'll be proud of Mama. Um, but she can do that, you know. When you have seven hundred thousand subscribers, you you can do that. Um, it's my favorite time of year. Everybody doing Vlogmas, so which is okay. People don't know you do a vlog every day leading up to Christmas. So I'm great. I'm lit, and I think that's also why scripted content can be hard for me sometimes because I, I live continuously in a world where people just go to the grocery store. So that's hilarious. I don't watch vlogs. <laughs> I finally felt judged for not watching for not watching vlogs for the first time in my life. I was like, and I mean, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, I'm a vlog girl. So I was talking to Esther. I'm like, yeah, you know, I watch vlogs. He's like, oh yeah, my girlfriend watches vlogs. And I was like, period. Finally, no judgment. Yeah, a lot of people watch them, or else they wouldn't do them. That's know? true, but I just don't know people that watch them. People, a lot of people, everyone in my circle, will be like, you watch people freaking. Go to the grocery it store. On what they're doing. I'm trying to think. Cause I'm pretty sure there's some people's vlogs that I watch. I just uh, after a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd rather see like doing something. But also, I don't watch that many YouTubers regardless. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to talk to at least like a hundred people. And I different things like I have I have I watch vloggers who do everyday things like. They just have family and they just do whatever. I watch vloggers. Like one girl I watch lives in. I watch a lot of UK based vloggers actually. I think like three. They're just doing for Patricia Bright. They just do stuff and you. Patricia stopped doing stuff when she got bigger. Patricia has like a million. She has like a network. Like she's very rich. So she stopped doing vlogs. She barely does them. Um, she'd be working with like YouTube Premium and doing stuff like that. I watch people, I watch some black girl luxury vlogs just because the ones who are down to earth, like Aaliyah's face, I talk about Aaliyah on here a lot. Different, different stuff. I watch one one lady I love. She's SG Row. Her daughter has autism. That's very interesting to me because my cousin Jaden has autism. So that's, and she just makes really good content. Like she makes really good content. So it's got something. And then I have my little my uh, travel vloggers, the only one I'm subscribed to. Remember last year? I don't know if you remember this. Last year we got off on a tangent. Talking about a vacation to Antarctica. Yes. And so I looked it up after we got off that phone call. And Kara and Nate were did they, a, a cruise to Antarctica. And I, I just been hooked. Their videos are so good. Like they, they're really well done. So I've been watching them. 
ever since. That's my little, my little um, diversity watching. Because everybody else. Um. <laughs> Esfran was naming people his girlfriend watch. I'm like, Esfran. Uh-uh. You're not the same. I watched Jeff. <laughs> all right. I was like, me and your girlfriend do not get. I would be surprised. Actually, maybe if your girlfriend watched Karen Nate. Yeah. Other than that. No, I watched J this girl named Javon, Tavon, Gabriel. Mm -mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> we do not watch same people. I was very shocked. I feel like why people be watching like Jackie Anna and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was that one. I don't really watch her videos no more. I fell off, but since I know you don't like fashion stuff, but she does. She does vlogs and travel stuff too. Who? Monroe Steel, and she's like one of them black girl luxury mm. things. She's she's AKA, and she used to be a doctor, and she oh sure to do this, and but she was already doing it on the side while she was a doctor, and Jesus. was already making like thirty k a year doing it on the side. So she was like, well, her practice basically had her jacked up and wanted to like cut her hours, not pay her what she was worth. So she was like, well, I'm quitting you know, this full time, and yeah. But she'd be out eating, traveling. She's yeah. living now. Uh, she has a. She's living in Miami and New York. She has an apartment in New York, and then she just bought a house in Miami. Sounds stressful. Apparently not. Cause she she's like, cause her apartment in New York is crazy. Like, it's one of those. I think it's rent controlled, so it's so cheap. Like, you, I don't think you could find it. It's a two bedroom apartment, I think, and it's like. Something I know there's a one in front of the price, so that should I already tell you. <laughs> in <laughs> Miami, in New York City, New York. oh, like, okay. that is insane. Oh, yeah. true. So she's like, I'm never letting this apartment go. Yeah, I'm, I'm my family, my kids are gonna have this apartment. Like, yeah. Um. So, but she also was like, I want to move to Miami, so I'm gonna buy a house. She's like, I can afford it. So if period, ask me about it. So I'll check her out. Oh, I also watch um. What's the the girls? Sophia. I do watch Sophia. Yeah, this is the only YouTuber I watch every single episode. Um. All right. Well. Yeah. Let's do this. So. <laughs> right. The reason why people are here. We were like, so we're just gonna wait for them to. Yeah, but let me just keep jumping ahead, skip ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I like even even people who talk about even broader topics like Kid Fury. And Crystal, I like when they tangent. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. But y'all, people are probably like, oh my God, what is this about? At least this is in, we didn't start talking about something and then leave the subject and then forget what we were. And like, but yeah. I'm sure we'll do that later. Yeah, I'm about to say, don't worry, we're coming. You're <laughs> <laughs> not. Bingo things. You know, people do like a bingo thing. Wait, that'll be cute. Like episode. We should do that. Yeah, Delaney, one of the things gotta be, yeah. Uh, gotta be episode. I mean, uh, threaten to end the show. <laughs> Delaney, we gotta do that. We gotta do that. We gotta do that. This is one of those things I feel like you would said it and you're gonna go on the rest of your day. Yeah. And next week I'm gonna come with a bingo card. Cause, <laughs> cause this is freaking cute. Come put it on Instagram. Delaney, Delaney. I already I have many ideas. I'm gonna I'm chew on it first <laughs> because there's ways we could do it, Delaney. It could be cute. It could give. 
I trust you. That's fine. It's going to be cute. I'm fearing. That's another Twitter thing. Speaking of YouTube, is everybody subscribed to Katie's channel? I was watching your channel last night. You see my comments? I did. I, I'm so behind on comments. I, forgot I let them. I let them. I have to. I let them pile up, and then when it when it gets embarrassing, I just do all of them at once, which is not efficient at all. No, actually, it does, I've heard a YouTuber say she does that. Like she just sets aside an amount of time and just goes through all her replying to her comments. It's that's like that batching thing that people do with like content. They'll make like a bunch of things mm-hmm. for the Instagram story or whatever and schedule them. I'm telling you, I know you don't like doing stuff ahead. I'm it would help you. with classically black because I'd be forgetting about. It. I just finally put I put an alarm for classically black post because it was getting out of hand. I'd be like, take a look at our black excellence from last week, Katie. <laughs> God, I just forget. And then the thing with Instagram, like Katie makes me think I don't care about Instagram. I literally just post it whenever. If I post the video at twelve midnight, I'm posting on Instagram because I'm just like my Instagram is so small. I don't care enough. That's not good, but like I don't have time to curate Instagram for Katie makes a vegan. Yeah. That you need time for that. Like I'm not a full time creator. Like Aaliyah's face, her Instagram look good and her YouTube look good. That's all Aaliyah does. You know, I got my viola in there looking at me like so. Um, but why did I see? I was saying something about that. Oh, I was talking about the batching thing. It will help because I forget. Oh, because a lot of times I remember Classically Black at 9 p.m. And it's like, Classically Black's Instagram is kind of like good. So it's like, I don't want to post at 9 p.m. and then this is too late, you know. So I'm about to we have to do it tomorrow and then tomorrow's 11, so. Oh. Yeah, I'm just thinking about doing my little YouTube thing, but we gonna see. You should, YouTube is fun, especially now I'm monetized too. I mean, I'm not making a lot, but you know, you gotta start with something. <gasps> when I got that email, I was like, <laughs> it was I very you had to wait all that time to be monetized and it depends on what you do right i think my comment my comment my content's kind of niche so like it just took longer because like you need like a thousand subscribers four thousand watch hours i hit a thousand subscribers earlier this year but i had to wait to get the watch hours so but now i'm monetized i would have kept that on autoplay <laughs> <laughs> i thought about doing that i thought about just like letting myself play through the night but i'm like katie just let's just put it on silent <laughs> and also also, I think YouTube, like, they look to see, like, how authentic. I don't, well, maybe TikTok does this. I don't know. But one of them, you look to see how authentic the views are. Like, are they from multiple people? Are they from the same? Like, yeah. They haven't, they haven't figured out. But, you know, I'm patient. It's only up from here. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep being consistent as best as I can. Listen, I'm trying to work for nobody. Okay. So I'm, I'm leaving here with something. All right. <laughs> okay. On that note, news this week. Minimal. Um, the Lyric Fest is, or they have just announced that they're going to commission and present a world premiere, um, of the brand new immersive multimedia commission by the name of Cotton. Um, next year at the Philadelphia Episcopal Cathedral as part of his 20th anniversary season. Um, they're also going to have some subsequent performances in Washington, D.C. and New York City. Um, the project is bringing together John Dowell's fine art, photography, and newly commissioned poems by um, renowned Black poets Nikki Giovanni, okay. uh, Mark Bamuthi Joseph, uh, Lauren Elaine, Afa, Michael Weaver, 
Geppetta Mason, Glittis Redman, Shadow Blake Austin, and Alora Young, and also composer Damian Jeter. Let me see it. My headphones. Might be. Could be. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Damian Jeter's music to create a stunning new work that probes the lasting effects of the cotton industry and slavery on American society. Uh, this world premiere features mezzo-soprano Denise Graves and baritone Justin Austin with the Lyric Fest co-founding artistic director Laura Ward um, on piano. Um, so John Dow and Dam Damian Jeter are going to serve as creative directors for the project. Um, and the Lyric Fest co-founding artistic director Susan Duplantis is going to assist as a curator and creative director. Um, and also the Philadelphia-based Midnight Productions will produce a custom will produce custom-built screens, projections, and other technical elements of cotton. I was like, okay, budget. Y'all got right. money. Right. Y'all got money. <laughs> and Denise Graves and yeah. customs. Yeah. It's giving budget. It's giving. Very much. Budget is huge. Actually, it's giving no budget. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, but Cotton is an immersive experience for audience members um, that opens up with a pre-concert ambient soundscape while Dow's photography surrounds the audience with enormous screens of constantly changing images. Um, and the unfolding song cycle, which features recordings of each of the eight poets reading their poem together with projections of the text, are then followed by the setting of each poem to music. Uh, each poem serves as a response from each poet to Dow's images in their own unique voice. Um, the inspiration began nearly a decade ago when a prominent Philadelphia-based composer, John Dow, felt by his grandmother—I mean, felt called by his grandmother—in um, a dream to travel to the cotton fields of South Carolina, where his ancestors had likely been enslaved. Um, and he began photographing the cotton, and realized that there was a larger story to be told. Um, and the, the resulting work explores superimposed, um, penetrating superimposed images. Um, and centuries of injustice, the greed that fueled the cotton industry, um, and both the struggle and resilience of Black Americans that continues to this day. Shout out to us. Um, so I will link, hopefully I can link the press release itself or anything that they have um, on this online that has specific dates and locations and things of that sort. Um, but shout out to them. Um, and then also, the other thing was just something I saw on Twitter um, that apparently is Chella's time to shine if y'all want to move to Europe because um, the London Symphony Orchestra basically, I don't know if they fired the entire Chella section. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're hiring what? Assistant Principal, Fourth Chair, and also Section Cello. I'm like, oh, so everybody. Yeah. <laughs> They probably they're probably not even gonna fill all them spots either. That's the annoying part. Mm. Yeah, and they put uh, all caps vacancies. I'm like, see, I thought they said vaccines. I thought y'all was going to <laughs> That's what I thought. But yeah, go ahead over there and get a bag. Pittsburgh Symphony got three viola openings, and I'm like, y'all not gonna feel that. Uh, y'all not gonna feel that. Well, to feel one of them. I'm not taking that audition. That would be a waste of time. It's one of the best orchestras in the country and one of the cheapest cities okay. to have a major orchestra. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... It's too, it's, and also, yeah. I'm just... Looking forward. Looking forward to your first concert. 
Mm. I'm sure. Period. I'm like, also, San Francisco Symphony, I'm like, so who exactly is working there? The, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought of going that one too, uh, saying that one too. And since we're on this topic, yeah, y'all. So, I mean, San Francisco Symphony is literally, I don't know what happened over there. Are y'all literally every single position is open? Every like, that's not exaggeration. I know you hear a lot of hyperbole on the show. Everyone, except for like, CEO. Then they have they have like two viola openings. I didn't look at the other ones. I'm, I'm not looking for basic auditions, but it's like who is working there? It's giving very much. Y'all have the concertmaster and the CEO. So with the CEO playing drums in the back, like I don't know who is working there. Y'all yeah, look. Are y'all having concerts right now? And how? Ain't no way. <laughs> the whole thing is contracted out. The whole and like and and, and not just like. We talking staff too, y'all. Like, if you're not if you're not playing no more, like, go get a bag at San Francisco Symphony. Yeah. They are hiring every department, every level. Like, I'm telling you, just go look because. But San Francisco is expensive as heck. So yeah, but yeah, there's so many Now you but, you get the job in San Francisco, you got to commute every morning from Idaho. Right. They I know that they do at least for the orchestra members accommodate that. They're one of the highest paid orchestras. Because it's so freaking expensive to live in San Francisco, but um, yeah, I will go check that out, y'all. Because I'm I'm telling you, they have something for you. Like, like anything you want, it's giving Daddy Warbucks. Anything you want, they got something for you. If you're a mathematician, they're hiring. Yeah, <laughs> can you flambe? They hiring. Like, you gonna leave with something? Just go over there. Okay. <laughs> Uh uh-uh. uh, I would hate to be over there right now. I know they stress. They know why they putting on concerts. Who, who was making the? Who was doing the tickets? Who, who's in the ticket office? Who was doing the marketing? Have their Instagram posts? I bet you they, they ain't posting nothing since. Let me look. Since, uh, what's the name? Because I'm telling you, like, like who is working over there? Like, yeah, they. I'm. They have to outsource everything. It's like, who? I bet you. The hall smell crazy because they ain't got no janitor in there. Right, <laughs> you are assistant uh, CFO over there on his hands and knees with uh, <laughs> with a brush scrubbing the tiles because they ain't got nobody else. They last post two hours ago. They must have hired somebody. Yeah, let's see. Uh, uh, Mara probably over there doing part time. Meanwhile, this the um. This is the marketing. Uh, they probably don't got marketing. This is CEO's wife, or his daughter. Yeah, in they fifth... probably got his daughter that know TikTok. Right, he got his daughter in fifth period. Uh, making Instagram <laughs> posts. <laughs> they got no look, no communication department sending out press releases. They just they just stand on the uh out the window and shout, "Hey, that's what we doing." <laughs> I have water in my mouth. <laughs> because I'm telling, like, it's <laughs> actually insane. I'm like, nobody works here. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, you you see stuff that's understaffed. This is not understaffed. This is not staffed. At it's all. not. First of all, they Instagram posts. They be posting the same people. It's only the same three people that work there. 
I'm just wondering what happened. Yeah, I want to know the tea. Who got who got tea? Yeah, I want to know what happened because I know exactly who I'm gonna ask. So. During the pandemic, people not. Ooh, I know exactly who I'm gonna ask. I'll tell you after. You know who I'm gonna ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they might know. Like yeah. for real, actually, might know. Might be going around. Right. Because I just feel like they posting no rubber duckies. Like, what are y'all doing? Nah, y'all down bad. That's the only person. <laughs> 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 he, 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 uh, the HR manager slash percussion instrument slash <laughs> bathroom attendant. <laughs> because it is give, like, because it's like, I just feel like this many. Yeah. Like, but did y'all clean house? It's also giving. Like, why are y'all hiring so much people? It gives red flag. Loki. Like, why do y'all? Why are y'all hiring so many people? Why are so many people? Why do so many people willing to live? Uh, okay, you hear me? Leave their jobs. I mean, someone told me that classical musicians realize <clears throat> that classical music, like playing an orchestra, is not reliable, and. So they just left because it wasn't worth the stress. I did hear that. It's so been to be a lot of vacancies. Yeah, and they were like, but she, but they were like, uh, I don't know who told you that they were reliable. And I think because we just never expected they're always there. But if you think about it, orchestras, will always be striking. Hmm. As a CSO, they were they they struck they struck. What's they were on strike? They right. were on strike for like two three months, weren't they? Over there on Michigan Avenue. Maybe it wasn't that long. It was definitely not three months. But it was a minute. And the orchestra be locking people out. Like it's always some type of something terrible happening. Yeah, I can do because of the past. I'm just the uncertainty. There's no, no path is certain, no matter what career you go in. But when I saw this one dude, he was like, "Yeah, I've been taking auditions for forty years." I'm like, "Okay." I was like, I'm sorry. Okay. And I hope you get the next one. But <laughs> I, can't, I really can't do it. I'm so faint of heart. Like, that would kill me. You have to. I would have I would have been dead 38 year auditions ago. If I, if I took 40 of them. So. It's, it's hard out here. Right. I will link in the description if you want to work at San Francisco Symphony. They're begging. <laughs> Please, sir. They please, literally need. Please make a copy. <laughs> right. They probably don't need help with copies. Like I said, his daughter over there using the school library computer to do all that. Right. <laughs> it's getting out of hand. You got anything else? Right, they at the they at the Starbucks using. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got her. They got her. Her girls got true going around town putting up flyers. Right. They ain't got no communication <laughs> department. <laughs> They done made up. They done made up. A, oh yeah, this is a this is a San Francisco Symphony badge. You gotta. You, all you gotta do is. <laughs> they got patrons in there who get there first, being ushers. Oh, you here? We you, we see you like it here. You just help us. Yeah, they were, to look, turn it into a game. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they let a donor like conduct the orchestra or something. <laughs> they need a conductor. Right, they probably, they, probably like, <laughs> they treat it as like a donor thing, but it's like, oh, I only donated a hundred dollars. Yeah, 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 it's a new uh, promotion. Yeah, we want our donors to meet other potential donors. What's the best way to do that than standing and ushering? 
Right. And so we have you scheduled for the next four concerts. Yeah. <laughs> Not negotiable, actually. So clear the schedule. <laughs> I literally want a job. I should stop. Um, I should go over there. I wonder what became of that audition. I know someone who took that. Oh, remember I told you about that? They were in that one orchestra and they were like, yeah. Remember? Mm. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say it on here because it's very messy. Why not? Could you imagine? Every time I apply for something I don't get it, I'd be like, I bet you because I had class feedback on my resume. That's what's so. <laughs> every every time I'll be like, I bet you because I have, I bet you they heard that one thing. Every time I don't get something, I'm like, cause I'll be like, cause the resume eats, so it's a class of work, and it's gonna have to be because y'all want to know if I have communication experience? Do speak very fluently in English and trife, so. Well, that's my news this week, y'all. Okay, intermission will be very brief. <clears throat> Got some paper here, if you believe it. Um, just an update on our family feud thing. Now, this could have been way cuter if there was a host and I didn't know the questions either, and we could do like the buzzer thing in real life. That could be something for the future. One but, day we live in the same city. Yeah, it's gonna look like something. Until then, we're going to do what we're going to do. So this is the re this is the results of the thing. Delaney dusted me every category. So that's what that is. So period. Winner, winner. Tofu dinner. Well, um, that sounds like a so, for a winner. Pardon? Sorry, I'm going to read off the, I'm gonna read off the that thing. That sounds like a, what a punishment. So um, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so um, composer you would hate to have at Thanksgiving dinner overwhelmingly was Wagner. Beethoven was the oh wait there was one that was so funny somebody said something that was so funny and it was like it was giving you it your whole life to say this um Beethoven was was close second but okay so this person said Percy Granger you racist bleep no one wants to hear about your flogging kink pervert I was like whoa I'm gonna look that up. What you talking about? I had never heard of that before. Classical music history. You said, "Cause, dang, what to say? What happened? Flogging kink. Okay. Um. So, food difficulty in zero gravity was gravy. Um. What's I gonna say about this? This was like the only two answers, greens and gravy. Cause like what else would it be? Um, if y'all said mac and cheese, I'll be questioning on mac and cheese. You know what would be funny to me on Twitter when people be like, um, uh, when they say like things that are are wildly popular foods, and they'll be like, Mac and cheese is gross. This is one person on on Facebook that does this. Mac and cheese is so gross. It just exposes to me that your family can't cook. Yeah. Like, because there's certain so I understand like you could you, if you said mac and cheese is gross because I don't like cheese, that's different than being like mac and cheese is disgusting. Those are two different things to me because it's very good. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I understand, like, you could not like, not like the cheese, but there's, it's literally cheese and noodles. Like, what, like, some of y'all, some of y'all people can't, can't cook. Like, 
I, for example, I don't like pecan pie. I don't like pecan pie because I don't like pecans. I'm not saying the pie isn't. I don't think the pie is nasty. Like, I, well, I did call it nasty because I because it's literally pecans sugar. and sugar. I don't like the main ingredient of the show. Like, you know, but I can recognize that I've had pecan pie and and recognize that, oh, this is, this could be good if it was a different nut, which there's no really nut that you could do. I mean, I guess walnuts, but that. That's not disgusting. I don't even like nuts. Except for I do like German chocolate cake, so. But, yes, German chocolate. Is it? I, I like coconut, but the could be kind of too coconutty, low-key. My mom makes it for Christmas. I'm about to have some. But, um... Yeah, but pecan pie. I saw actually I saw one of your people on um, Instagram <clears throat> talk about a sugar-free pecan pie. I'm like, pecan pie is ninety percent sugar. One of my people like vegan people. Yeah. I don't know How do they do that? You, I, I, I feel like I just, I just interchange pecan pecan. How do they do it? A pe- they had, it was coconut cream, and I'm like. Pecan Why? Pie is not supposed to be creamy. Like, what are you talking? Like, just don't eat it if you don't want to eat sugar. Some things just got- like I understand you can substitute. Sugar. <clears throat> this is sugar. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is all that is in there besides pecans. Like, that's why me and Tab like Tab of the Brown is a way healthier vegan than I am because I saw her make her mac and cheese. I was just about to say that mac and cheese. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> really no, I would have, I would have cut the cameras on that. <laughs> I want to meet Tab so bad. I do. And I want to cook with her so bad. But that's one thing I'm going to have to ask her about. Because I'm like, vegans, there's two ways of making mac and cheese. Well, I think the main way vegans make mac and cheese is that they blend up butternut squash. And then they add nutritional yeast and milk. And I remember seeing that when I first went vegan like five years ago. And I was like, because I originally went vegan temporarily. I was like, let me just get my life together and I'm going to stop. And that was one of the things was like, we're going to have real mac and cheese when I'm done with this. Because I was like, this can't be it. Like, this can't be real life. Like, y'all are blended up vegetables. I thought it was cantaloupe when I first saw it. I was like, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> nah, I, I can't get into it. There's so many better ways to make. Not so many. Yeah, I I do it two different ways depending on, like, I made the best mac and cheese of my life this past, this past like that. And also, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I won a mac and cheese contest with the vegan mac. Because I didn't use butternut squash, you don't have to. You make a tofu base, you blend the cheese in, pour it in. Now you have a now you have a cream. You have your bechamel, whatever. You have your cream with vegan cheese blended into it. Tofu is the base. You don't it don't taste like tofu. Pour that in. Add more vegan cheese. Put vegan cheese on top. It's like a regular mac and cheese. It's just like if you just did milk, eggs, and cheese. It's the same concept. You could also do. <laughs> You can also yeah, it's, a, it's the same. It's on the same lines, you yeah. know. Because I don't have eggs, so to to um, what's the word? I don't know the people are putting eggs in their mac and cheese. I learned that yesterday. Really? How you make it? Not with eggs. I've never seen my mom put eggs in it. I'm gonna ask her, but I've seen her. She makes her mac and cheese multiple times a year. I've never seen her put an egg in it. So how she do it? She makes the bechamel sauce. No. Oh, that's so interesting. My mom makes my mom makes it with eggs. Like she puts the cheese. She does it like she does. She my mom uses brick cheese, which is like very different. Oh. Hmm. Where does the egg go? Like what happens to it? It be eggy? No, it holds it together because like I don't. I haven't worked with real cheese in five years. So I don't remember, but I will say that I have a memory of it. Like it like 
curdles if it with the milk like the combination doesn't work well so the egg kind of binds it together so you get that creamy texture i've never seen that i was just like what the f I was like, <laughs> yeah i was very disgusted about it yeah the bag is normal my mom my mom don't think i like my mom's cream, cream cheese my mom's mac and cheese which it doesn't bother me anymore because i can't have it um she uses brick cheese like she like cuts slices brick cheese and layers it so it's like more like a castle situation i'm like you know why don't you just use no katie i'm gonna do it this way i'm like all right big dog like my bad like not big dog. My bad. Um, I'm pretty sure she doesn't. My grandma doesn't make mac and cheese because my mom makes it, and then I know Danielle makes it. I'm gonna ask her too. Yeah, I've seen people use it very simply. Like they do everything in one dish. Like they'll put all their melted cheese. Like on TikTok, they put all the melted cheese, then they add milk, and then they add in the egg just to bind it all together. And the egg kind of the egg acts like a cake. Like you don't taste egg and cake. Mm. You know. But all I'm saying is I don't vegans don't have to struggle. It's literally mac and cheese. Don't eat mac and cheese every day. There's no reason like to over healthify something like when like that's that that restaurant in Inglewood with uh kale instead of collard greens when collards are already a green. Like and a healthy green at that. I mean, yeah, you had the ham hock and da, 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 but it's are you're taking that out because it's vegan, like I hate when vegans overdo something. Like, don't eat this every day. Are you having mac and cheese every day? Like, why are you using butternut squash when you really you can make a bechamel sauce? You can use a cashew base. Cashew base is tea. It's expensive. You can use a cashew base. You can use tofu base. Like, why are you? I don't get it. Tab, tab. I don't get it. But you do your thing, tab. Yeah, I love her so much. Okay, one thing. No one's okay. What would you hate to break on Thanksgiving? Some no one said fridge. I thought. I thought. I was not confident about that when I said it, when we did it, because it's like you working on a day. Everybody said oven. Um, other, people said other things too, like my instrument, babe. Focus. <laughs> focus. <laughs> like, focus. Focus. Um, something green at the table. This was closer. Uh, greens, green beans. And then only one person said uh, something to hide. Only one person said valuables. Like, that was like a way more open-ended question. So people said like a whole bunch of stuff. My friend Eileen, I should have said that actually. I'm not gonna say what she said because I just said her name. But hers was hilarious. But that was fun. I love to do that. Um, I love to do that again in different ways. So we'll see. Because yeah, I didn't know when I said valuables, I was like I can't think of anything, and I wouldn't do that because the only people I have on my <clears throat> for Thanksgiving, well, I don't even Thanksgiving isn't even at my house, but it's just being about immediate family. I don't really have to. Yeah, what you hiding for? I, I I like to respond. Someone said any semblance that people live here, and I like that. It's like you wanna you wanna like hurry up and clean up. Um, yeah. I saw a TikTok that made me think about you. I was gonna send it to you. I forgot, but it was like what my mama thinks people are gonna do when they come over. And so the girl like rang the doorbell, and the other person opened the door. She's like, "Hey!" And then she like ran upstairs to the front to yeah. the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to my mom. <laughs> I find it. I'll send it to you because it was it was hilarious. I, I'm pretty sure I saved it because it's like my mom used to make me do that too. You need to clean up your room before people come over. Like we having dinner in my room. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Now to be fair, like the way my house is set up, like the way my house is set up, is that my mom never hosted anything ever actually. But the way my house is set up is like you have to walk past my room to get to the kitchen so 
but I, mean, I always have when I had my door like when I was when I was in high school I I hosted my little events or whatever I just closed my room door like my friends would go and then my friends would go in there anyway but like, the door is closed they'd be like we don't care to like put their coats in there and stuff but like people know my room be messy my room is messy right now not you host the events see you know actually let me not get into this for somebody knock down my door shoot me in the head for saying <laughs> 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 extra I, I feel like in high school stuff I was definitely way more extroverted for sure like oh my god I used to host a Christmas I think I told you this I used to host a Christmas function every year in high school right so I and I think into college as well so I would invite people over I put I just put my tree up I would have ornament making things so, so like people would decorate their ornaments and put it on a tree I would make like um I think as I got time went on I got lazy so I'll just have I'll make some hors d'oeuvres and then we just go to a restaurant after come back we make hot chocolate we go caroling very cute and my friends could not sing by the time we got to like my sophomore year in college they pushed back on it we stopped going caroling they're like we're not doing that but in high school we didn't care about that and they loved that. I remember one house we went to the oh I could still see it one house we went to a, a further down my block she like brought her kids down to like watch us sing we could not sing we didn't practice because you know I'm the musician I'm like guys we should practice and the, my, my these were kind of like former friends Nikki was there Eugene was there but the other people I don't talk to anymore but they were like, girl, we're not practicing nothing. Like, let's just go. Like, you, we don't even want to do this. So let's just go. I'm hey. like, <laughs> so we had this girl I used to talk to, Naomi. She would, me and her would be the loudest. Like, just don't know the lyrics, but just singing, having a good time. What a time. Wow. I wouldn't dare to go Carolyn now. I feel like it's not. Yeah. That, that's not opening people's fronts. Yeah. yeah. My mom went to go Carolyn. I was like, oh. It's cute though. People actually like. It's very shocking. People actually really enjoy it because I don't know what it's sure like. I know I wouldn't, so that's why I don't want to participate. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be awkward, like you just standing there while people are singing, but yeah, people like find a lot of joy in it. It's like, especially maybe it's like a nostalgia thing. Like no one does that. Yeah. Or it's or it's like a thing that you only see like on movies and TV, like. To have it like I will never forget that that woman's face. Like she was so excited, and she went and got her kids, and they watched us sing like Jingle Bell Rock or something. It was that's one of my favorite little Christmas memories. It was adorable. And my, my like I live in a two flat, two bedroom apartment with my mom, and I had like seventeen people up there. Like just I would just invite people. I like that school. Hey, Alice, want to come to my Christmas thing? I had a dress code, man. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we wouldn't have lasted as friends in high school. I would have, I would have wore you out. Also, just wouldn't have been able to come to nothing. Your mom wouldn't let you. That was the whole thing. Cause my sister went a lot of places. I just think my sister was more. She, my mom always said that I was more open than I was, hmm. so that she trusted her more. <laughs> I caught myself. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a bit. I shouldn't say that. So, let's move on. Okay, period. Okay, so we're going to continue our conversation on upward mobility and finish some of the questions. So, just as a recap, we talked about um, the idea of like playing a game, quote unquote, playing the game um, to get to where you are. And it's playing the game, selling out. And we just want to continue on about making yourself being palatable. 
and if that makes you successful. So we just want to keep going. Um, and we have like three more points we wanted to make, but we wanted to. Um... <sighs> Delaney just texted me what she said. What she was gonna say. <laughs> um, wow. Oh, let's talk about gatekeeping and like there's not really a negative. There's a negative connotation about gatekeeping, but it's really not. Really not all that. Um, it could be very positive if you gatekeep the right way. Okay. Oh, so you said what? I come for you. No. <laughs> you said what? I said, okay, oh, you gonna come for you. Come for me about what exactly? I you know how I use my gatekeeping. I think I talked about this last week. Like not even like, I helped everyone, but there were like two black students in particular that struggled in them VLO auditions. And I slowed them auditions down. One, I could do that because it was already disorganized anyway. So what you finna tell me? And two, like, come on. And two, I only had like nine VOs auditioning. Like, this was very bad. So it was like 20 minutes. Let's do it again. Nope. I need, like, I have one, my one student. I want her applying to everything. I want her doing everything. Like, I'm trying to keep the gate open as much as possible. Okay. She gonna leave the gate up. That's the episode title. You know what? I'll take it because then we don't have to sit for twenty minutes to try to find one <laughs> that doesn't pertain to anything we talked about. Um. Okay. Can you truly maintain authenticity without making yourself palatable? Is there a way to find balance? Um. Well, you mean the opposite? Can you maintain authenticity while making yourself? Wow, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I just realized that I wouldn't. Um, I mean, it depends on what your authenticity is. Because some people, they just like that. Mm. You know, some people just are, and they don't really have to change anything about their personality to be palatable. Um, like, I know we've talked about the whole code switching versus, like, how... <clears throat> The, like the time and place thing mm-hmm. I don't think he said it's not it's not like you have to alter who Katie is to be in like a space but you might not I don't know be twerking on somebody's lap on the stage or something. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm trying to figure I'm trying to think about that um because like I'm thinking about what you said at first. Like I don't make myself palatable. Like I don't go out of my way to make myself palatable. So I don't know. Like yeah, I'm trying I don't to think. think. Of us could. <laughs> huh? So I don't think either of us could. Yeah, but I would. I would argue that because your like personality is. I think you're personable. I don't, but personable and palatable, they're not synonymous, but I think that no, I know what you're going. type, yeah, the type of personable that you are, like people, nobody's like, oh, Eddie. Like, you know, yeah. when you go into, it's just like that you can talk to different types of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a hard one for me. Like, I think, okay, answering it objectively, yes, I think you can make yourself, You yes, I think you can maintain authenticity no actually no i don't think you can 
Because I feel like if you're your authentic self, you're not really changing anything. Yeah. Like yourself, as you show up as yourself, you are palatable. Like that should be, that should be it. <clears throat> yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, because it says making yourself palatable. If you have to change something about who you are in order to be by other people's standards, then, then I mean, I guess by definition, that's not authentic. Yeah, now that you think about it. Just why I just prefer to stay in the house. All right. <clears throat> that's lovely. <laughs> Okay. Have you found it easier or harder to be yourself as you climb the ladder of success? Climb the ladder of success. That's a lucky question for you because I'm holding the ladder. So. Can you answer? I'm actually, I'm just like Home Depot. Can you just? Actually, I'm catching the bus to Home Depot. Can you Depot. just answer <laughs> the question? I just did. You didn't actually. So. I. I'm still waiting for the bus to go to Home Depot to get the ladder. Then you literally my car is gonna be declined. <laughs> One thing you have to realize that I know you don't like realizing is that you literally at, at the end of the day, you graduated from Eastman to have a fellowship. Yeah. so what's your answer? I want you to go first. I did. No, you didn't. I would say I found it easier. Because yeah. um, in college, when I first got there, I was never, I'm the type that rather than changing who I am, I'd rather just not talk to anybody. Mm. So, which is why um, I didn't have a lot of friends in college. Because mm -hmm. I just did not feel, I just not feel compatible with most of the people that, oh. Yeah. Was there with I didn't feel like I, we had the same interests. They went to walk two miles to a coffee shop. But like, um, I just feel like in general, the stuff that I was talking about, I'm like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I don't know the music that y'all listen to, the TV shows, they were like, everything was just whatever. So I was like, instead of forcing myself to like all this stuff or to pretend like yeah. I didn't talk to <laughs> Um, but that was also kind of like, but I was also in, in the same vein when I had to do the whole, what do you call it, the small talk thing, I was still code switching while doing that. And even that was difficult because mm -hmm. if I feel like I'm not being myself, it just feel like sick. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just not gonna talk to anybody. But, um, the code switching thing eventually got to me and I stopped doing that too, so. Period. I think so. I don't know what it talks to that many. You said what? I said I think so. At least I don't really talk to that many people that are not black anymore, except for at work. So yeah, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> yeah, I don't do it, especially like what I what I know you for real. <clears throat> like shout out to Marching, Doctor Arn. Yeah, that's B. He's so cool. Shout out to him and who else? Any other teachers that you want to shout out? You are so messy. <laughs> like, <clears throat> um, I see. Yeah, I would. Sorry, I would agree well, that. On. Sorry, so I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree that it is easier. Um, 
for sure. And my favorite thing, Delaney is so annoying. And I would agree that one thing I like doing is inviting other people to be themselves as well. I remember um, I had a talk with uh, my student last year. Last year? No, no, no. The year before last when she did YOLA. She did YOLA National Festival because she was waitlisted and then she got added on when they realized the world was, they had more space because it was virtual. So they invited her. And I was like, go in there and just do Lillian. Do what you got to do. Play your viola. Don't don't get scared. Be yourself. Do everything there. You are fine just the way you are. Do not act different. Do not be intimidated, intimidated by these people. You where you are. You play how you play. Go in there and play how you play. You were there for a reason. You made your way here. Like I had this talk with her because I was just like, I do not want you going in there and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you have a big personality. Like you are, you have like, you're so incredible. Like you're very smart. Do not go in there and diminish yourself and feel like you got to do all this. And I think y'all is a little bit easier because the, the crowd is different. Um, So I think that, but even so, like, it's just a completely different environment. Every time she goes to these spaces, it's a youth orchestra. She's in youth orchestra now. I'd be like, I want you to be yourself. I want you to go in there, <clears throat> play like you know how to play. Um, especially like, she, okay, I'm. She, I remember I was very proud of her because she, you know, stuff like this don't matter, but you know it matters. Especially like when you're her, when you're her age, she got like assistant principal viola, and I was like, she's like, but I don't know how to play. My like, girl, you better move your bow. Be in there, okay? You got put there for a reason. Lead the girls. Lead the girls, okay? Like, be up, be up there playing. Girl, anyway. She's like, Miss Brown. A girl, you in there? And I think it helps because, like, also with her, she she sees me just doing whatever. So, um, I think it also starts from there. Then that goes back to that gatekeeping thing. Like, inviting people, training the next generation to do what they got to do. I think it's easier. Because also, like, yeah, I'm just going to... I'm just gonna do KDE. Especially it's just like I've been doing it for so long too. And like I said, I'll be going to MSO be like, what up, what up, though? We here with the play so we play today. We playing Shine Husky, Piano Concerto. Okay, then play me in. Like I don't do all that. It's really concerto. <laughs> but yeah. I find it to be a lot easier. And it just makes it more sustainable, especially for me going into these settings so Oof. all right so i think um the last question i'm gonna break it up a little bit because all of the, i remember at isbn all the parts didn't get answered because i asked it as one thing so let's go um which is my fault not theirs first part some people think upward mobility is a myth that ultimately white people get to decide who plays and who does not what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm conflicted. I think two things can be true at the same time. Yeah, I think that's. I feel like I'm not trying to be all Pollyanna on this one, but like, I think about, I think about me even getting into Eastman in, in that position, like. Mr. Taylor very much fought for me to not that my audition wasn't good. I made it sound like I played 
a two octave scale, and he was like, "Please, please, please." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't that, but it's just I like shoes for a week. Like, right? Like, please, I'll make sure. Like, it wasn't all that, but I know that he wanted me to go there. He he was very vocal about me going to Eastman when I met him for the first time. So, like, I feel like in that capacity, white people didn't choose. However, I'm not in admissions. Maybe he, there was other things at play yeah but. especially just because i feel like it's like they a lot is up to um like since a lot of white people are in positions of power a lot is up to them like the yeah, i was watching the colin kaepernick uh series and he added this part about like the the white man's stamp of approval which is like mm-hmm. what a lot of people need to move up because he was in i think we're kind of also in a different time where like sometimes there are times that it certainly can be explicit, but they can't be like, nope, no black people a lot. Like sometimes if you demonstrate that you are qualified, that kind of, depending on the audience, the people that they're around, they might have to let you in. Mm-hmm. Um, because they can't just, you know, a couple decades ago, or probably not even that long ago. Yeah, about to like, say. No black people allowed, so. Yeah. And some people, like I said, can still say that. Um, it just really just depends on the group of people that are around. Some people in the room will just let it slide, and some people will be like, "Actually, hold on." Um, but what was I about to say? Oh, I don't. I also don't want to say that and make it seem like that's the end all be all because black people have done a lot to fight for our like freedom and advancement. I don't want to just attribute it to be like, "Oh, all these black people they fought, died, and marched, and all that stuff." But all it took was one white person to say yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so. Yeah. I don't want to attribute all of that to um, white people finally, you know, approving. Yeah, I think also just like going off of what you said, I think it also depends on the space that you're in. Because <clears throat> a lot of times, like Tyler Perry decides who gets to play and who doesn't in that space. You know, I was talking to Amare earlier about like breaking into like the HBCU community and like. How can how can I be a part of that? Especially since I didn't go to HBCU, and he was telling me like he teaches at HBCU. He's like it's even hard. It's still hard for him because he cannot go to HBCU. So in that world, and and he was telling me that <clears throat> people at HBCUs they hire people at very least if you went to that school or if you went to an HBCU. So. Like, I even look at uh, Dr. Roderick Little, who was Black Excellence um, a couple weeks ago. He, if you look at him, not regardless of the fact that he's from Jackson, all his degrees are from Jackson State. He was in the sonic boom. Of course, he's, of course they're going to hire him over any other candidate um, because he went to an HBCU, but in, in addition to the fact of his credentials and his ability and his skill. Mm-hmm. Um so when I think about that, like black people are deciding who who um who wins and who doesn't play, who who wins and who loses, who plays and who doesn't play in that sphere. But if you look at like a Fortune five hundred company, that might not be the case. Not even might not. That wouldn't be the case. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it just depends on I think it just depends on like what which arena we're talking in. And then even then, like what facet of that? Because even classically black, we get to play, we, we decide who plays and who doesn't play. 
Yeah. Whereas with Memphis Symphony, not so much. So um, there's that. Okay, can you speak more about following your dreams? Is anything truly possible if you work hard? No. I don't think so. I think I think two things could be this is another two things could be true at the same time. I'm not saying that hard work doesn't pay off, but I just think that that's kind of one of those toxic positivity things. Where yeah, like, oh, you're just not working hard enough. It's like that would be that could be true if it was a level playing field. It's not. Yeah, and it, my pet peeve is people that come from a lower level in the playing field. And be like, well, I did it, so why can't you? Okay. Bro, you are the exception. And I need people to understand that it is not all hard work. Some of it is luck. Yeah, a, a lot of it's luck. A lot of it is luck. You like I'm not saying you didn't work hard, but your hard work got into the got in front of the eyes of somebody that mm -hmm. passed it along. And someone else's hard work didn't. Like y'all have got to understand that. You do not have the special sauce. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like even watching my situation get a little bit better, not by much, but watching it get better. Um, this time last year, not even like this, like maybe like 18 months ago, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. I was talking to someone who I very, really respect, black, black classical musician. You know who I'm talking about? We were in a meeting and I was like, I hate when people say hard work does work, does pay off. And they were like, it does. And I'm like, see, this is an issue. I don't know who you're talking about. Huh? I don't know that I do know who you're talking about. Um, I'll text you. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if they're annoyed by this. Because it's like we have inside I me. Mean, you have inside jokes with your friends. Um, I have to remember his name while, while I'm speaking. And also, if y'all had did something stank in a meeting, y'all wouldn't want to say it on the mic. So Yeah, it wasn't stank. It just like was a little dismissive and it didn't really change how I feel about this person or anything like I, I still really respect them I think they're really great to do a lot of good work of course um, I have to remember their name now because I'm trying to talk keep the show going <laughs> instead of texting you um, but I think it's really dismissive because a lot, I think about my the own trajectory of my own career and it's just like everything has been a conversation everything has been time and place everything has been like for me in my situation and with my beliefs god ordaining something at that specific time i would not have been at eastman if my teacher didn't get pregnant and i didn't meet that other teacher who told me to go to eastman i wouldn't be at eastman if i didn't go to that mr taylor no longer does that viola workshop he hasn't done it in years so i went mm -hmm. to like one of the last ones met him then i went to eastman then like everything has been a conversation like every single thing has been luck everything has has been like that like i went up to jen randomly i didn't know who she was i did not know who this lady was someone just i heard someone's like oh like that lady's in in uh oregon symphony or Port i keep getting them mixed up one is a community orchestra once an actual like one's a paid orchestra oregon symphony that lady in oregon symphony i'm like oh for real one is a horrendous i did not know i'm like hey i'm katie can i play for you she said yes got her number the rest is history it's like everything has just been luck so it's just like not and there's so many violas that i went to school with who were in my studio that, that do not have the same trajectory so and i was listening to one a podcast i really love the one who said who sound like got cotton balls and she was like one of her biggest pet peeves is that everybody 
like you have people like Kevin Hart, um, what's that dude for Family Feud, whatever, Harvey. Steve Harvey. They make it out. They're the ones who get to go up on the stage and be like, "I made it out, so can you." And it's just not true. It's not true. You got lucky, you know. And there's like a survivor's remorse there a little bit. But it's like it's not. It's not to say that. It's on my next question. It's like some people get lucky. You know, some people um, hold out longer than others. Like there's a lot of factors. But hard work doesn't always pay off. I don't think I would love for someone to change my mind about that. Yeah, but I don't. I don't like, know. And it's like it's worth doing, I guess. Okay, hold on. It's worth doing. Like we're not telling you give up on your dreams because it's not yeah. Like, <laughs> like, but um, at the same time, it's just like, yeah. I, when people get there and it's like, oh, well, I did it, so why can't you? It's just like that's really well, actually these reasons are why why can't I? Because you're not gonna tell me that every single person that has talent and that has potential. Um, but doesn't have the means or the resources to get an agent and take an auditions, X, Y, Z. Like we talked about that when we were talking about the whole only thirty dollars thing. How you there are people who yeah. afford to take as many auditions to get as many chances. Mm-hmm. You automatically have less chances. It's like people still gotta pay bills and rent and don't have all of this money to be dropping on a um, on an audition. That don't mean they can't. They can never win one. And then there's also the thing, I was talking to somebody about this recently, about like the time that it takes to learn excerpts, specifically talking about excerpts. It's like there are people who sit down every day and they have six hours every single day. They don't have to worry about bills. They don't have to worry about anything. They're just working on their excerpts or they're soloists and they're just working on these things. You're competing against people like that and you're teaching and you're working. Some people... Some people have like actual jobs, like they're waitresses or whatever. So it's hard to compete with people like that. Like it's just different. Like you don't the time that it takes to do some of this stuff. Yeah, that's another thing that's like the older you get. Like I understand, like, and I agree with I know Jen says you can win a job at any age, and I do believe that. However, I do think it gets harder mm-hmm. because it could, like I remember my teacher telling me before I went to college, like you are never gonna have this much time to practice. <laughs> Again, yeah, because now you got to go to work, you got to pay bills, and like all that kind of stuff that takes out of your day. So, and and so it's like you got you going up against people that have seven hours a day to practice, yeah, you can get in too. It's like, come on. And now, which, like, I'm looking back at my I mean, I don't really regret anything to be honest because I didn't think I was gonna go this direction. I wanted to teach, I don't want to teach high school for so long, so but I and also I spent half my undergrad career wanting to yeah wanting to um be a dentist (laughs) so anyway i wish i took more advantage of that girl some days i did four hours some day i didn't start doing like four or five six hour days until eastman came on the table other than that i was i was just farting around like i was like girl I might do two hours. I might do three hours. When I listen tomorrow, I'm going to do one, maybe three. Like, I was just like, but I realized that you literally would never have that time. And literally, ever since I left undergrad, I've been teaching as well. And it just keep adding more stuff. So, it's like you just don't have, just don't have as much, uh, uh, as much time. Okay, last one. 
is upward mobility accessible to everyone? I think we kind of touched on this a little bit. Yeah, I think it's like I think it it is a possibility, but it's a possibility in the same way that it's a possibility the sky could okay open. Like anything's possible, and I think that that and it happens for a lot of people, but in the grand scheme, actually, not really. But I do think it could happen for anybody. Mm-hmm. I will say that I do think just to not be so negative on my end i do think that if you work hard these luck and these opportunities will show up yeah i will say that because working hard means a lot of things it can mean putting your work out there and that Mm -hmm. will do wonders and i'm so irritated because i've learned time and time again when you put stuff out there people will see it people will you know hopefully like it and stuff but I'd be like, man, nothing is happening. Nobody, I'm not doing nothing, really. And then I'll put something on people. Be like, oh, we like this. I'm like, oh, so that's the thing. You have to actually do things. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. No one's gonna read my mind. See how great, great and amazing I am. Pay me a million dollars. I mean, I'll take a million dollars. So, I need a sugar daddy. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> But like, I'm not gonna do nothing. It's like you just like oh, she's saying that because the mic's on. Okay, so I'm done with this. <laughs> uh, catch, catch our actor after we. All right. Yeah, okay, y'all. Oh, wow. Yeah, she changed wow. her Modulate. Oh, okay. Um, modulate. Here we go. <laughs> We're still here. All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Walter James. Now, to be honest, I don't know a lot about him. I don't. But, so this is not an effective Black Excellence. However, he's a music teacher somewhere in America. And I heard his kids on TikTok. His kids are middle schoolers. This is the important part. His kids are middle schoolers. Listen to what he's able to make these kids do. That Elsa was freaking carrying. These kids are 13. Mm-hmm. This is the video that went viral. This one's shorter. Like, what the heck? I was like, every, and everyone in the comments is like, you're lying. These are high schoolers. <laughs> People are like, my high school choir don't sound like this. My college choir don't sound like like it's these are these are kids, you know. Like it's just really good work. I'm gonna link his um. It's gonna be really interesting posting. 
just black excellence but i'm gonna link his tiktok and uh he's doing really really amazing work obviously he's not showing the children because they're children but like these kids have huge futures like what the heck the alto and it's cute because the alto has like a fan club in the comments and he'll be like she says thank you y'all because like she's carrying down there but i thought that was really really cool he teaches them all oh yeah coolest part he teaches them all these parts like these intricate things are by ear she's like mm -hmm. so sometimes it be coming out i have to change some stuff but whatever they remember we just do it they it's just all by ear it's just really really good so shout out to walter um what was i about to say Um, hey, I forgot it. Oh, I was gonna say, forgot to take the top of this. Sorry about the audio, y'all. We recording on Zoom. Um, I've had to go a lot of back and forth today, so oh. I didn't bring my mics. Um, I just stopped talking. I had to go back and forth because I had to go earlier. I had to go back. I have to go back to Los Angeles earlier um, than I thought I did. Um, but yeah, which is why I was like, I'm not bringing my suitcase back here. Um, anyway, my piece of the week, I, in the spirit of playing things from, uh, students at schools and things, this is going to be my piece of the week. I'm going to play it. I saw it on, uh, Twitter. Oh, here we go, y'all. Period. I blame the teacher. That that is someone's that is someone's winter beginning band concert. It's and at first the carried. I wanna unhear that. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the teacher. There's there's no reason why your kids should sound like that. I don't care. If you don't make them play let's play open G. If they can't do anything else, and that's what they're gonna have to play. <laughs> Why would you set them up like that? Yeah. I just don't understand how you moved on from anything. <laughs> like, like, you know, sometimes you be like, nah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if someone if someone is listening and they're triggered and your kids sound like that, you need to clean that up. Because it's like, just sometimes you move on when your kid is not ready for a professional audition. It's not like everything is going to be the most everything. But how did you? There is not a single part of that where I'm like, where I would have been like, yeah, we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So, wow. but you know what? That would be assuming that they were using music and it did sound like this. So, all right. It did. Sounds they were reading that. Potentially. With, with them color-coded shapes and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? 
Anyway, thank y'all for listening to the Class Who Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media. They wasn't playing them. You said what? I feel like it would be no point in reading the notes if you're not going to play them. So. If my kids sound like that, yeah, we have to have a come to Jesus moment. I hurt kids' feelings. Sometimes you got they sometimes they gotta be like this is unacceptable. You think it's acceptable to play? I remember my kids after we did the um they did their first solo contest, they had an orchestra contest. We got I got them seventh graders up there. I said, You think you deserve to win? Because they looked all sad, like they got because the band beat them. I'm like, You think you deserve to win? <laughs> They're like, No. I'm like, see? Y'all play? Huh? <laughs> It's probably like it's called playing the cello, not working the cello. <laughs> I will say that um, I, the pieces I, I give them really hard feet. I, I was fresh out of undergrad. I was like, these kids gonna play. They they did the best they could. The concert sounded way better. They were nervous. I said them with the hardest piece. <laughs> yeah, they they were playing their instruments for two years, seventh eighth grade. So they're playing their some were playing for two years, some were playing for three years. I hadn't played a grade a grade four piece. Because I want to do that. It was three and a half. I want to do that arrangement of 1812. So we did. Mm. Meanwhile, let me not say nothing because I made a wrong interest on Punk Punk. So. <sighs> You're so annoying. First of all, that that same that that piece is not easy. The, the way that piece has humbled me, because Punk 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 is one of my go-to pieces when I have like an advanced group. I love doing that. And because it's fun. One. Okay. And it's humbled me every time because we have to play with the MSO. And I, when we did the first time, I was like, wow, that's kind of hard. I was, I was pushing it too. I was like, faster, faster. And I'm like, y'all played this. I was going I would never tell them that though, because especially like Nadia would never let me live it down. But, um, yeah, that humbled me when I, when I made the greed go as fast as it did when I taught public school and I lit them violas up for not being able to play that lick. And I couldn't play it. I was like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> but in my defense, hey, I have a fellowship and I have I could play the next rehearsal. We played that for weeks. Y'all still can't play it? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mama, don't come back to you can play. <laughs> don't come back to you can play. I love rehearsals like that because then they, they they stomp out, they mad like, oh, Miss Brown, oh, we're gonna flag her car, we're gonna egg her car. And then what happens? You the concert sound good, like, oh my god, Miss Brown, like you just gotta let them get over it. Okay, we will I'll be like, uh, Ms. Brown gave me a, a free period. She said I could leave class. <laughs> <laughs> to come back for the rest of the semester. Like, I mean, there's some kids that probably would let uh, meet me in the boxing ring. But overall, yeah, you light them up. Then you nice them the next day. It works every time. Sometimes they got to hear it. Because some kids will push it. They will keep practicing. I'm like, I just... You just stop them. You look at them. And be like, you know what's amazing to me? This sounded bad yesterday. Y'all came back here and made it sound the same way. And just look at you with like, cute little pathetic faces. They fix it. I'm not mean every day, but like you have to tell them. Like I treat y'all are little professionals to me. I I care about how you sound. I care. I respect the way you sound, and I want you to be better. I want you to play this well because you deserve to play this well. You are very good musicians. You need to act like it. You need to sound like it. Y'all play better than that. You're like, they be looking sad, a little pathetic. They cute though. They come back. The, 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 the air be all tense. <laughs> the air be all tense. They be like, then, they, that, then the concert sound good. And they be like, Miss Brown, we love you. Yeah. That's fine. It works every time. Look at a charm. Some people probably got a hit out on me, but. They still sounded good.
Alrighty. <laughs> you imagine someone taking a hit out on me for orchestra? First of all, you're 12. How, how much you pay for that? Because I'm going to be very offended. I'm going to be very... If you pay for a hit on me with Jolly Rancher suckers and, and, and three quarters, I'm going to be very upset. You're going to put a hit out on me, pay some. Using your lunch money. Better not. Anyway... My groceries are cooking in the sun. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you're black, join ISBM. I is Black Musicians. We got a website, classicallyblackpodcast.com. ISBM also has this is chaotic. I is Black Musicians.com. At I is Black Musicians at Classic Black Podcast. Peace of the Week suggestion, Black Excellence suggestion. Intermission. Intermission suggestion. I always forget that. That's my segment. All right, y'all. A tutelar. Bye. My phone on grave. All right. Bye.